McDonald. In the song Night Moves, Bob Seger sings about the backseat of what 1960s vehicle? The Chevy. Chevy is a correct answer. Keith, the incessant blaring of which colorful instrument dominated the FIFA World Cup tournament in South Africa in 2010? Uh, Vuvu, uh, Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela is a correct answer. Troy, members of which two bands made up the 1990s grunge supergroup Temple of the Dog? Uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam and Soundgarden is a correct answer. Alan, on a man's jacket, notch and peak are two common styles of what? Collar. I'm sorry, the answer we were looking for there is lapels. Donald, in what film does Robert De Niro's character say, you, you, you're very good, you? Uh, meet the parents? I'm sorry, the answer is analyze this. Keith, introduced in 1913, what popular toy derives its name from the Roman god of love? Uh, Roman god of love, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a Cupid, a Cupid bow. I'm sorry, the answer is a QP doll, QPI doll. Troy, in the UK, which venerable organization is referred to casually as the Beeb? The BBC. BBC is a correct answer. Alan, which world leader spearheaded Glasnost, an opening up of the dictatorship leading to the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991? Gorbachev. Gorbachev is a correct answer. Donald. The name of what headgear is derived from an old Persian term meaning to tie? Ha! <laughs> uh, scarf. I'm sorry, the answer is turban. Keith, what NFL franchise plays home games in a venue appropriately named Arrowhead Stadium? Uh, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs is a correct answer. Troy, the 2010 movie The Social Network tells the real-life story of the young founders of what wildly popular website? Uh, Facebook. Facebook is a correct answer. Alan, in which town is the Baseball Hall of Fame? Cooperstown. Cooperstown, New York is a correct answer. Donald, which feisty former U.S. governor was caricatured as claiming she could see Russia from her house? It's, um, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin is a correct answer. Keith, because he shares his name with his late father, what former full-time NASCAR superstar is popularly known as Junior? Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a correct answer. Troy, what fictional character is often depicted smoking a distinctively shaped calabash pipe? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is a correct answer. Alan, what are you afraid of if you suffer from acrophobia? Heights. Heights is a correct answer. Back to Donald, what U.S. state is home to the International Tennis Hall of Fame? Uh, Virginia, I don't know. I'm sorry, the answer is Rhode Island. Keith, which elusive British street artist embellished a copy of a Monet painting with grocery carts and trash to make an eco-statement? Banksy? Banksy is a correct answer. Troy, a famous American Revolutionary War flag features a rattlesnake with what motto printed underneath? Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. And Alan in the classic Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons, Rocky is what type of animal? Squirrel. Flying Squirrel is correct. At the end of the hot seat round, Donald has 200, Keith has 400, Troy has 500, and Alan has 400. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. 
Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's frenemy champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim Dipple, and joining me is nobody. I'm flying the Falcon Han style tonight because my Wookiee co-pilot, Brittany, apparently had better things to do. So I'm doing great and totally not salty. I am drinking a Sam's Cola tonight. I'm not drinking any alcohol. Um, So let's just get this can open. And jump into meeting today's players. You heard them in the hot seat. First off, in Rochester, New Hampshire, it is Donald Fuller. Donald, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I'm doing all right. I got myself a mix of crown apple and very vanilla cream soda tonight. Very nice. It's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, My the biggest friend of me have to be my job. <laughs> Ain't that the truth for all of us? Do you care to elaborate or is it just your job? I work at McDonald's. Need I say more? Ah, <laughs> uh, my condolences. We head out to Allentown, Pennsylvania, where Keith Moser waits. Keith, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? Hi, I'm doing pretty good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am drinking uh, two things. I poured myself a little uh, Basil Hayden Kentucky Straight uh, Bourbon Whiskey. And uh, I don't have any more ice to clink in the glass because it all melted. But I do have a Red's Hard Apple Ale here. Yeah, is it a hard apple? I don't know. Red's Ale. See if we can get this to uh, chase it down with. I haven't seen a Red's Hard Cider in a long time. Yeah, my partner and I love it. It's so sweet, doesn't even taste alcoholic. I could probably drink six of them and then regret it tomorrow. <laughs> if you head north up to Berlin, New Hampshire, you will find my uh, stepfather's refrigerator filled with the Red's hard apple cider there. It's his favorite drink of choice. And Keith, who would you consider your frenemy? Oh, yes, you had three questions. Um, my frenemy today is probably my two and a half year old son, Nate. Uh, took both kids to see a little uh, play musical um, this this evening, got home, wanted to put him to bed, but he wanted to see the bunnies outside. Then he came inside, said he was hungry. Then he was screaming for mommy when I was trying to change him and put him to bed. Uh, luckily, my partner took over. She's putting both him and his sister, Abby, to bed so I could be here on time. But uh, he definitely made it a rough night tonight. 
So I'm glad I, I got could definitely appreciate that. My kids probably based on what you said about three months behind you. Uh, so I definitely get that. Next out, we head back to New Hampshire, but this time to Rumney, Troy Harris. Troy, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I am doing great tonight. So I'm a, about an hour and a half north of where Donald is up in central New Hampshire. Um, I considered drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger tonight, but unlike some people, when they play trivia, whose knowledge gets vast, my uh, alcohol content and questions answered are completely inversely proportional. So I'm going to go with a San Pellegrino uh, Aranciata Rosa tonight. And Very nice. See how that goes. And in terms of a frenemy, um, I am a coach of our quiz bowl team here at the local high school. And I'm going to go with the Merrimack High School from New Hampshire quiz bowl team. They're great kids. Um, they have great coaches, and they're always a lot of fun to play. But for the last three years, they have absolutely had our number in every match that mattered. And we are really looking forward to this coming year, hopefully avenging some of those losses and winning some of those big matches. So that's what I'm going to go with tonight. Well, we wish you the best of luck in those matches. And finally, and finally in Jacksonville, Florida, it is Alan Kreisel. Alan, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? I am doing well. I am drinking a, it's called Brewdog Pride. It's a passion fruit sour. It's, you know, still Pride Month. So, you know, I'm not, I am not LGBTQ plus, but I will support those that are, uh, as does this beer. It goes back to the brewery out of Columbus, Ohio, and they support those, those uh, organizations. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. So. And, uh, ooh, that is, that is pretty good. You're speaking yeah. my language there, supporting pride organizations in Ohio. That's like what I do. And, uh, my friend of me is, uh, most of the time it's usually my younger brother. Definitely a love hate relationship. <laughs> well, we know by the end of the night, uh, all of you will consider me your friend of me. Um, as I put you through two rounds of trivia tonight, we're going to jump right into the team round. Today's matchup is going to be Keith and Troy taking on Donald and Allen. Keith and Troy, you're going to start with 1,900 points. Donald and Allen, you're going to start with 1,600. Our categories for section one are some heavy lufting before Nina's music video, which is a history question. Bust out the leg warmers, which is a people's people question. And a science question with direction and magnitude, which is a science question. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. Sorry, just scrolling and double checking here. And that is good, Troy. Yeah, I think we're locked in. I think we're good. And I have Keith and Troy's wager. So we're going to jump right in here. Let's start with Keith and Troy, what did you wager for your knowledge on some heavy lufting before Nina's music video? Our history question. Uh, we wagered 200 for ours. All right. And Alan and Donald, what did you guys wager? Uh, we did the same 200. In the category of some heavy lufting before Nina's music video, our history question. 
the Americans' Operation Vittles, the British's Operation Plainfare, and the Australians' Operation Pelican were three parts of what effort that ran from June 26, 1948 to September 30, 1949? All right, we're uh, locked in on this one. Okay, Troy and Keith are locked in. Donald and Alan, go ahead and talk it out. Well, from the uh, category name, I'm so, getting balloons. Was you right, saying balloons? I'm right. The Berlin Bal- the, the, use balloons for that? No, but balloons fly in the air. So yeah, okay. And I'm 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 pretty sure that sounds about the right time frame. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else there. That's mid World War One, so or World War Two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, late right. Uh, well, that's that's after the war. Is that after? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we dropped the bomb in uh, June of forty-five. So yeah. You want to yeah, go with that? that? You want to go ahead and lock in with that, or? I'm good if you're good. Sure, let's go with that. So uh, we're in as well. With uh, we're in. Berlin and you're locking airlift. in with Berlin Airlift. Alan and Donald lock in with the Berlin Airlift. Keith and Troy, what did you say? We also went with the Berlin Airlift, um, Operation Vittles. It's a pretty uh, important clue there in uh, dealing with the operation uh, of the Berlin Airlift. It's a pretty standard uh, clue that comes up a lot in Quiz Bowl as well. So I'm pretty confident that the Berlin Airlift is the correct answer here. Keith and Troy lock in with the uh, with, uh, with the Berlin airlift. Alan and Donald, what did you wager on Keith and Troy's knowledge here? Uh, 200. And Keith, what did you guys wager on Alan and Donald? We also wagered 200. So everybody getting this one correct. This was the Berlin airlift. Um, yeah, the Operation Vittles, Operation Plainfair, and Operation Pelican are three parts of the Berlin Airlift, uh, which means that because you both wagered 200 on yourselves and you both wagered 200 on your opponent's abilities, everything comes out in the wash. Uh, we are still at 1,900 to 1,600. Donald, what did you guys wager on your knowledge for Bust Out the Leg Warmers, which is our people question? 300. 300 points for you. Troy, what did you and Keith wager here? Um, I believe we also went with 300 on this one. That's what I have. Our question in the category of bust out the leg warmers, a people question. One of the best-selling VHS tapes of all time is a workout tape from what controversial figure in 1982? It was the first non-theatrical home video to top the charts where it sat for six years. We're locked in. Alan and Alan and Donald are locked in. Troy and Keith, go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, we were both typing. Uh, Troy was a little faster because I was a little hesitant on Fonda, and she and Troy just said Jane Fonda for certain. So the yeah. controversial threw me a little bit. That's where I was a little hesitant because I, I guess she was against a lot of like war things. So maybe she was controversial with her protests. Certainly with her protests and also her photos um, with tanks during the Vietnam War. Um, still controversial to a lot of people to this day. Um, certainly has a love hate relationship with a lot of people. Um, but I remember the video. I remember the VHS tape. I'm pretty sure there were some leg warmers involved in that video as well. Um, 
And pretty much everybody who was working out at the time had the Jane Fonda workout. So we locked in with Jane Fonda. Troy and Keith locked in with Jane Fonda. Alan and Donald, what did you lock in with? Uh, Jane Fonda as well. Yeah, and one story I heard about is a nickname she got of Hanoi Jane during the Vietnam War when she visited a Vietnam prisoner camp and did a lot of anti-American things from what I've been told. All right. Alan and Donald, what did you wager on Keith and Troy's knowledge here? Uh, 300. You put in 300. Keith and Troy, what did you wager? We wagered uh, only 100 on them. Both teams locking in with Jane Fonda. And Jane Fonda is the correct answer. I kind of decided to stick with the word controversial because it really just kind of depends on where you fall on things. Uh, Whether or not she was good or bad. I'm not here to uh, politic about her. Uh, We'll just stick with controversial. But her her workout did sit at the top of the best-selling VHS tapes chart for six straight years. Uh, which I think is pretty damn impressive. So both teams are getting this one right. Donald and Alan, your points are going to push here because you wagered 300 on both sides. Keith and Troy, you wagered 300 on yourselves, but only 100 knowing Alan and Donald were going to get this. So you're going to pick up 200 points. Heading into question number three, Keith and Troy, you have 2,100. Donald and Alan, you have 1,600. Donald, what did you guys wager on your knowledge for a science question with direction and magnitude? Our science question. 100. You guys bet 100. Keith, what did you guys wager here? Did you say my name? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the other team that asked. We wagered 100 on ourselves because that's all we had left. Both teams betting 100 on themselves here. Our question in a science question with direction and magnitude. Our science question. What term for a living agent that carries and transmits an infectious pathogen appropriately lends its name to the Russian counterpart to the CDC? Uh, Okay, so we're going to lock in. That was Alan locking in. Keith and Troy, go ahead and talk it out. So we were looking at this question. Go ahead, Keith. We were just coming to trying to figure out if we wanted to lock in or not, because I think we both were. We both know nothing about the Russian counterpart to the CDC, uh, and we were just trying to think of other things that could be a living agent. At least I was trying to figure out anything that could be a living agent that carries and transmits pathogens. We both sort of settled on virus being the only thing that it could be, so we locked in with virus. If only we could come up with a Russian name for virus that has some sort of abbreviation to it that might have helped, but I can't think of anything, so... We went with the next best thing and locked in with virus. All right. And I think Keith Cyrus and- the virus in Con Air was Russian, wasn't he? So it could have been. That makes me more confident. Keith and Troy locking in with virus. Alan, what did you guys lock in with here? Uh, we went with vector, and that's largely because I took the math thing from the, the category where you said magnitude and direction. And so a vector would be the other thing that gets talked about, also inquisible quite a bit. Yeah, probably should have listened to the clue that was there in the first place and magnitude and direction. I was just too happy this wasn't a physics question because that's what I was afraid it was because I don't like physics. 
Donald, what did you and Alan wager on Keith and Troy's ability here? 100. And Keith and Troy, what did, uh, Troy, what did you guys wager on Alan and Donald? I believe we did 300 on this one. You did. Uh, so Alan picked up on the clue here, direction and magnitude. A vector is also a living agent that carries a pathogen it also happens to be the acronym for the state research center of virology and biotechnology uh, which in russian becomes vector vector is a correct answer which means we have a lead change donald and alan picking up all 200 points that they wagered here while keith and troy are going to drop 400 Keith and Troy have 1,700. Donald and Alan take the lead with 1,800 as we head to section number two. Our questions in section, our categories in section number two, trespassers will be prostituted, which is a music question, language, which is a history question, and your GPS can't help you, which is a science question. I'm sending them all. All wagers are locked in. Alan, what did you guys wager on your knowledge for Trespassers Will Be Prostituted, our music question? Uh, we wager 200. Troy, what did you guys wager here? Uh, we also wagered 200 on this one. Our question in the category of Trespassers Will Be Prostituted, a music question. What 1985 Tom Petty single was inspired by an encounter in which producer David A. Stewart of the Eurythmics awoke to find Stevie Nicks in his room trying on Victorian clothing? Nicks had been doing cocaine for a couple of hours prior after breaking up with Joe Walsh of the Eagles the night before. So we're locked in. Troy and Keith are locked in. Alan and Donald, go ahead and talk it out. I, I was just trying to come up with different songs from Tom Petty and there, there, was, there was one my brain couldn't bring but you you brought it up in the chat don't come around here no more that's the one my brain was not coming up with I think that one's it yes yeah that's I mean that seems to fit um I mean I would I would tell somebody who had been doing cocaine not to come around so yeah definitely I mean, yes good point <laughs> I mean, that's the only one I think that it could be because I know a lot of his other songs, but that doesn't yeah, fit same. a lot of the other ones. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, lock in with Don't Come Around Here No More. Yeah. Alan and Donald lock in with Don't Come Around Here No More. Keith and Troy, what did you lock in with? Uh, same thing, Don't Come Around Here No More. Um, most logical song uh, based on the situation. Um uh, trying to remember back. I believe that was a song that had a very bizarre video attached to it as well that kind of fit that mode as well of what was going on with all those different people at that time so it made a whole lot of sense that don't come around here no more would be your choice for this one and keith what did you wager on alan and donald's ability we put 100 on them we uh troy had a hint that alan was really good at music uh alan what did you wager on keith and troy here well, music being a very broad category, we wagered 300 on them. Okay. Uh, so the answer here is don't come around here no more. 
the music video, from my understanding, I haven't watched it. Uh, I think it's very Alice in Wonderland theme. Yes, yeah. it is absolutely an Alice in Wonderland theme. Which is where the Victorian yeah. clothing comes in. Um, There's the scene of Alice being turned into a cake and then everybody cutting in for a slice. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the iconic part of that whole video. One of so. the one of the best videos I think I've ever seen from that era. Yeah, but I think the the music video where Last Dance with Mary Jane, where he's dancing with the dead girl, is pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too, yeah. Uh, So what that means for scores, Keith and Troy, because of your wagers, you will pick up 100 points. Donald and Alan, because you bet big on them missing this, you will lose 100 points despite getting this correct, which means we have another lead change. Keith and Troy now lead Donald and Alan. 1800 to 1700 it's still a very close game donald what did you guys wager on language a history question we wagered 300 and what about you troy same thing 300 okay our language a history question what word meaning divine wind or spirit wind was used to refer to major typhoons that dispersed the Mongol Koryo fleets in 1274 and 1281, but rose to prominence for a different reason in 1944. Oh, we're locked in. Troy and Keith are locked in. Alan and Donald talk it out. Yeah, they just beat us to it. I mean, I, I had it as one, two, let's see, one, two, three, four, five words in. Uh, d- divine wind is, is kamikaze. Yeah, it's kamikaze. Donald and Alan say kamikaze. Keith and Troy, what did you say? Pretty much same thing. Like Divine Wind is uh, Pavlov for kamikaze. I don't think I've heard the typhoon bit before. So that was like, wait, do I know this? Is it something else? And then the different prominence in the 40s has to be the singing. So kamikaze. Yeah, no, there's nothing else it could have been with Divine Wind that I can think of other than kamikaze. So we locked in right away as well. Both teams say kamikaze. Keith, what did you wager on Alan and Donald here? 300. And what about you, Alan? We wagered 100 on them. Okay. Uh, So both teams picking up on Divine Wind being kamikaze. Yeah, this whole, uh, the whole typhoon story is kind of the reason why I wrote this, because I thought that was really interesting that it's been around that long. Uh, but it really rose to prominence in 1944 with the whole idea of kamikaze pilots. Wait, why did I say car- I w- singing karaoke? I don't know. <laughs> I wondered if maybe this was like a South Pacific reference or something. I blame I just- the whiskey. <laughs> it could be the fact that there's this thing called kamikaze karaoke. Where you I do that. That's my your song. That is my go-to. I oh, love wow. just not no. knowing what I'm going to sing. Like I, I asked my friends or I asked the DJ just put something on the word. I mean, the words are on the screen, so it doesn't yeah, matter if you know it or not. But yeah, my wires were crossed and I've I finished my whiskey. I've moved on to the reds and I have a second one here, too. It's going to be a good night. Beautiful. Um, Chase that down. Enjoy. Yeah. Karaoke's a no. Uh, kamikaze karaoke's an even harder no. Oh, come on, Alan. The next time we go out to Chicago, that's what we got to do. We got to hit a karaoke bar and sing it up. Uh, So what that means is Keith and Troy pushed their 300-point wager. Uh, Donald and Alan will pick up 200. We have another lead change. It's a back-and-forth game. Donald and Alan now lead 1,900 to 1,800. Troy, what did you guys bet on your GPS can't help you? Our science question. 
We went back to 100 on the science again this time. And Donald, what did you guys wager here? The same 100. In the category of your GPS can't help you, our science question, what name is given to the region of the frontal lobe of the dominant hemisphere and is linked to speech production? This region is also associated with expressive aphasia, the feeling of knowing what to say but being unable to get it out. Yeah, we'll go ahead and lock in. Alan and Donald are locked in. Keith and Troy talk it out. Why'd you go and do that? So we're struggling. We're trying to figure out how to make GPS fit into this whole thing. If we can get anything with those initials to fit in regions of the brain. And yeah. don't want to miss an easy clue like we did last round. Because um, yeah. I think the first thing Troy popped in was... Uh, hippocampus which is definitely part of the brain but i don't feel like your gps can't help you i mean it could help you if you're trying to drive around campus but or if you're riding a hippo on campus i suppose but beyond that i don't think it's going to help you much i feel like I'm, i'm trying to go through that pinky in the brain brain song lyrics like but i think i remember frontal lobe is one of the things in there so they might not get this just detailed I'm just trying to think if there's something that sounds like a a park or a I think there's something something area that I've heard. The brain is something that I've tried to study before. It feels like the one thing your brain should know is all the parts of the brain, but um or a grand mall maybe. What's that? Grand mall maybe, but I don't think that really applies no. to a region of the brain. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a condition I've heard that on like house or er and stuff yeah. but okay like brock's area or some bricks braxis area brand brannis area does that sound familiar at all Brin- no it's Brittany. not ringing a bell but Brittany area Brittany's not here um <laughs> reds help me now Brad. Bramus, Bramus area, Brand, Brandis, Brand, Brandy area, Brandis area. Oh, I'm gonna need an answer here. And just lock in with our original. Yeah, hippocampus. Right. You mean we'll lock in with hippocampus then. Troy and Keith lock in with hippocampus. Donald, what did you guys wager? Uh, lock in here. Uh, we locked in with prefrontal cortex because we have absolutely no clue but you're talking about gps give put something into my head maybe it wasn't to do with gps or maybe a brand of gps like garmin the garmin area mm-hmm. uh alan what did you guys wager on keith and troy's knowledge here we wagered 200 and keith what did you guys wager on alan and donald we gave them 200 as well. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be one of those rare instances where both teams get it wrong and both teams increase their points. I really, really thought that Keith was going to get there because he was right there. Uh, Brandon's the area? Air, what is it? The area of the frontal or the region of the frontal lobe linked to speech production is called Broca's 
area. Oh, bro. Wow. Yeah. And he was right there. He was like, Brax area, Bricks area. You were right there. And I was like, oh, trigger something in, in Troy right there. Come on. Uh, because you yes, were right there. I wish and it was great. No, didn't. Uh, this is called the Broca's area. Uh, so as I mentioned, both teams are going to pick up points despite getting it wrong. Uh, both teams are going to pick up 100 points, meaning as we head into section three of the first half, Keith and Troy have 1,900, Donald and Allen have 2,000. Our three categories for section number three are the name of his other leg, which is a math question, Tim Blah Blah's a hit, a music question, and in the Northern Hemisphere, it's mostly Scorpio, a film question. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. Troy, what did you guys wager on your knowledge for the name of his other leg, which is our math question? I believe we put 300 down for that one. You did. Alan, what did you guys wager for your knowledge? Uh, 300 as well. Both teams betting 300 here. The name of his other leg is our category. It's a math question. What 19th letter in the Greek alphabet was proposed by Michael Hartle in 2010 to represent the circumference of a circle divided by the radius? This symbol, which re resembles the symbol for pi, but with only one leg, would be the equivalent of two times pi in math. We are locked in. That was Keith and Troy? Yeah, it's Keith and Troy. Keith and Troy are locked in. Alan and Donald talk it out. Yeah, they were they were literally seconds in front of us. Um, right. Yeah, the only thing I think, I mean, just being around math and quiz bowl, like Troy knows, it, it's Tau. Alan and Donald lock in with Tau. Keith and Troy, what did you say here? Well, I never got a chance to say whether I knew it because Keith was on that, I think, before you finished the question. So we also went with Tau. I was a little worried. I was like, am I going to have to remember the Greek alphabet from my college days to count to 19? But then the description, I know uh, there's stand-up math, uh, Matt Parker, and I forget the other guy, but they have a big argument about what's better, pie or tau. Yeah, that led you right into that. So, Keith, what did you wager on Alan and Donald's knowledge? We put the 300 on this. And Donald, what did you wager on the other guys? We wagered 100. Uh, so I thought this was going to be a little bit more difficult, uh, but both teams are lo locked in real quick with the right answer. This is Tau. Um, in fact, I wrote this question two days ago on what is Tau Day uh, 6.28. Uh, to give you an idea of when we're recording this, uh, it's two times pi. Uh, so we were looking for Tau here. As a score update, uh, Keith and Troy pushed their 300 points while Donald and Alan gained 200. So it is now a 2200 to 1900 game in favor of Alan and Donald. Keith, what did you wager for Tim Blah Blah's a hit? Our music question. 100. And Donald, what did you wager here? We wagered 100. Both teams wager 100 for Tim Blah Blah's a hit. Our music question. And to Today, let's uh, countryfy this hit. I want you to name the song which spent two weeks at number one in 1985. 
Who counts the money underneath the bar? Who rides the wrecking ball into our guitars? Don't tell us you need us, cause we're the ship of fools looking for America coming through your schools. All right, we're locked in. Keith and Troy <laughs> locked in on that one. Again, seconds before. That's we built the city. Yeah, Donald locked in right after he said it. Uh, so Alan and Donald lock in with We Built the City. Keith and Troy. I I was a little hesitant because I, I guess I got confused. I thought it was a country song that you were singing country. And uh, Troy typed in We Built the City 100%. And then it finally clicked for me too. Uh, Troy, what did you guys wager on Alan and Donald here? Sorry about that. We did 100 on this one. And Alan, what did you wager on Keith and Troy here? 300. Okay, uh, so this was, uh, as both teams identified before I even finished the song, We Built the City by Starship. I want to say at one point that was considered the worst number one song of all time. It may still be. I probably just butchered it even more by singing it as a country version. <laughs> well, you might have improved it, actually. <laughs> I don't know. There, I, there's, a, there's a band out there called Ninja Sex Party. They do... They got their fame online. They do their own stuff as well, covers. And one of their CDs, they did a cover of We Built the City. It's pretty good. I think this can be Luke Combs' next big hit. He did Fast Car, <laughs> now just go back and do country yeah, version just, of this. Just slowly go back in time, taking other hits to number one. Uh, yeah, I saw a bar and guitars. I was like, this needs to be countrified. So hopefully I didn't make our listeners ears bleed and they're still paying attention um but what happened there as far as scores is uh that 200 points that donald and alan picked up in the last question they just gave right back to me it's now 2000 to 1900 as keith and troy pushed donald and alan are still in the lead heading into question three in section three Question three is, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's mostly Scorpio, a film question. Keith, what did you guys wager here? We only have 200 left. And what about you, Alan? Same, 200 left. Okay. In in the Northern Hemisphere, it's mostly Scorpio, a film question. Rocket Boys was the original title of a memoir by Homer Hickam, but was later changed to match the title of what 1999 movie, an adaptation of the book starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Homer. Locked in, Keith and Troy. Sorry, Keith Troy. And Troy locked in, Alan and Donald talk it out. It's the same thing. I mean, I remember watching this movie. Uh, I remember really liking it. I want to say it's uh, October Sky. Uh, Donald, you got anything to add there? To be honest, I was clueless, but he had it before you even posted the question. <laughs> Ellen and Donald lock in with October Sky. Keith and Troy, what did you lock in with? Yeah, I totally locked in while Troy was still typing. <laughs> I feel a little bad about that, but uh, Clueless is a different movie, Donald. That That's not this at all. Rocket <laughs> Boys is actually an anagram of October Sky. Yeah. Ah, I was typing October Sky as, as you had... Typed it in and locked it in. It's absolutely October Sky. And it is absolutely October Sky as Keith takes all of my flavor texts regarding October Sky and Rocket Boys being an anagram of each other. 
Troy, what did you wager on Allen and Donald's knowledge here? 200. The only thing left. Donald, what did you guys wager on Troy and Keith here? 200. So everybody's pushing, which means we have come to the end of section three in in the first half with a very tight game. Donald and Allen still have 2,000. Keith and Troy trailing just a little bit with 1,900. As a reminder, regardless of whether you have points or not, whoever is leading at the end of this round will move on to the individual round. Our questions for section or categories for section number four. Our categories for section number four. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means, which is a people question. A bridger too far, which is a geography question. And isn't it ironic? A sports question. Alan and Donald's wagers are in. We are in as well. Keith and Troy are in. Donald, what did you guys wager on your knowledge for? You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. A people question. 200. 200 for Donald and Alan. Keith, what did you guys wager here? 200 as well. I wish they'd stop copying us. <laughs> we were in first. 200 points for each. In you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. A people question. Times Person of the Year has been awarded to individuals such as Charles Lindbergh or numerous presidents. Other times it has gone to specific groups of people such as Biden and Harris or Bill Clinton and Ken Starr. Groups of unnamed people like whistleblowers, you, or the protester, and abstract concepts such as 2022's The Spirit of Ukraine have also won the award. Twice, once in 1982 and once in 1988, it was awarded to inanimate objects. Name either of these winners. We're locked in. Troy and Keith are locked in. Alan and Donald talk it out. 82 and 88. Yeah, 82. I'm trying to think what else was going on. Um, oh, 82. Um, I was like IBM, so it's like the, the personal computer would have been 1982. I was thinking a computer. I think it's the personal computer is what they did, because that was when they, like the PC was like just becoming huge at that point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're locked in with that. All right, so Alan and Donald are locking in with... Uh, 1982 personal computer. All right, Keith and Troy, what did you lock in with? <laughs> Troy had this before you even asked the question during the uh, flavor text. Well, let me give you a little backstory to that. So um, my local pub trivia last night, uh, one of the things that you need to do at the end of it is wager points to get uh, the correct year for certain events. And so I had gone through and studied the major events of all of the uh, 1980s. And it just so happened that Times Person of the Year in 1982 popped up as the computer. So it was fresh in my mind from having literally studied it last night. And Troy, what did you guys wager on Alan and Donald here? 200. Alan, what did you wager for Troy and Keith? Uh, we said 300. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give credit to Alan and Donald because they were a little too specific. It is just the computer. Uh, Troy, I noticed in the chat that you had the other one dead to rights. You want to share for the class? Um, the other one? Um, 
No, I didn't have the other one, actually. I had computer in 1982. Oh, Keith had the other one. I apologize. You want to share for the class? The Endangered Earth was a planet of the year, I think, in like 89. It was the Endangered Earth for 1988. Um, So, you know, you guys had both of those dead on. Uh, So actually... Uh, so Keith and Troy are going to push their points because they bet 200 on both teams here. And Donald and Alan, you are going to lose 100 points, meaning with two questions left, we have a tie game. It is now 1900 to 1900 oh. as we head to a bridger too far, a geography question. Donald, what did you guys wager on your knowledge here? 100. 100 points for Donald and Alan. Keith, what did you wager on you and Troy? Stop copying us. 100. (laughs) Okay, so in a bridger too far, a geography question, sharing its name with a planet notable in the Star Wars animated series Rebels, what archaeological site in the Indian state of Gujarat was one of the southernmost sites of the Indus Valley Civilization? The Archaeological Survey of India argued that this site had the earliest known dock, though Egypt has disputed this claim. Um, so we'll lock in. Alan and Donald are locked in. Keith and Troy, go ahead and talk it out. What if we don't want to? Yeah, this one's a pretty big stumper. Neither one of us have seen the Rebel series. And trying to gain an archaeology site. And India is literally grasping at straws. Um really no idea here and i don't know keith if you've got anything else other than the one planet that we came up with which is probably far too obvious for this question yeah i know a couple planets but i kind of feel like like I, like i've never watched rebels i've i just watched uh both seasons of visions which mm. was really good but even there i'd like the star wars lore i don't i can't tell you one planet that was in any of the visions episodes if they were yeah there. neither could i so um, I mean, we got some planets from the actual series, like Tatooine, Hoth, um, Mandalore. I, th- I don't think Rebels deals with that. I think uh, Clone Wars deals with the Mandalorians. Um, yeah. Alderaan, Mustafar, I think is Darth Vader's, but I still, I don't think Rebels would deal with that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a crap shoot. I mean, Hoth is probably the closest that could be maybe a city in, in India's past but right i just don't know indian geography i don't know rebels nope that's a certain weak area something i've been meaning to start looking up a little more because it keeps coming up over and over in quizzes and every time i kind of throw my hands up in the air i know like three places there um so you want to go with hoth i think it's the closest to we'll never get it (laughs) all right we'll lock it and then all right, so Keith and Troy lock in with Hoth. Alan, what did you guys lock in with here? Uh, the only name that I can recall that sounds reasonable in both places uh, that I've heard mentioned, I didn't really make the connection till now, is Lothal, L-O-T-H-A-L. It's a planet I've heard of in Star Wars Rebels, which you should watch. It's awesome. And I've heard it mentioned in uh, having to do with Indian archaeology stuff. So, yeah, Lothal. And Donald, what did you guys wager on Troy and Keith here? We wagered 200. And Keith, what did you wager on Alan and Donald? Uh, We put 300 on them. 
Okay. Uh, so I thought this was going to end up as a double stumper. You can blame Brittany for this question. Um, <laughs> she she added this one for me. Uh, the Bridger to Far Clue is a reference to Ezra Bridger, who is one of the stars of uh, Star Wars Rebels, which shame on the three of you who haven't watched this because it's a, it is probably the best Star Wars show there is. It's fantastic. Uh, but Ezra Bridger lives on Lothal. Lothal is a correct answer. Uh, so Alan and Donald do get this one correct. And that means they have opened up a lead here because they're going to pick up 300 points total on here while Keith and Troy are going to lose a whopping 400 points. We head to the final question. Donald and Alan have 2,200. Keith and Troy have 1,500. But it all will come down to this because there is enough. There are enough points on the board that it can swing. Uh, Troy, what did you wager on your knowledge on Isn't It Ironic? A sports question. 300. And Donald, what did you wager on your knowledge here? Yet again, the same. 300. In the category of Isn't It Ironic? A sports question. On July 10th, 1985, the French Foreign Intelligence Agency, the DGSE, carried out a bombing of a ship belonging to the Greenpeace fleet while it was on its way to protest a French nuclear test. What was the name of this ship, which it shares with the University of Hawaii athletic teams? Locked in. Alan and Donald locked in. Troy and Keith, go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, we locked, would have locked in right after that. I was pretty confident that Alan was going to know the sports question, and I'm pretty confident he probably pulled that out with those clues, but uh, we went with the Rainbow Warriors or Rainbow Warrior itself. And Troy and Keith are locking in with Rainbow Warrior. Alan, and what did you guys lock in with? Uh, the same. I mean, yeah, Greenpeace, Rainbow Warriors, University of Hawaii. Being Living in Florida, but being a fan of West Coast college football, the, a lot of those schools do play Hawaii. So, yeah, they're the Rainbow Warriors. That's the name of the ship. Yeah. And Alan, what did you wager on Troy and Keith here? Uh, 100. All right, Alan, what did you wager on Troy and Keith here? Uh, 100. And Keith, what did you wager on Alan and Donald? We also only had 100 left. Okay, so the name of the Greenpeace ship, which is also the name of the University of Hawaii athletic teams, is the Rainbow Warrior. Both teams will get this one correct, which means we have come to the end of our first half. And with 2,400 points to 1,700 points, Donald and Alan will be moving on to our head-to-head -head round. Uh, we've reached the end of the first half, which means that our advancing players of Donald and Alan uh, will be moving on to the individual round. Our losing team of Keith and Troy are welcome to stick around and serve as a peanut gallery and obviously lament about how much better they knew our second half questions than the first half. Uh, so we'll be right back after these messages with the second half. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. 
Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. And we are back with our second half, our head-to-head round. So here's how this is going to work. We have taken Alan and Donald's points. We have split them and they will both be starting with 1,200 points apiece. As a reminder, the only rule change here is that the game will play the same, but once one player locks in, that will trigger a 30-second countdown in which the other player must come up with an answer, or it will be an automatic disqualification on that question. So starting with 1,200 points, our first three categories are... Seeds that didn't bloom on boozy bracketology, which is a literature question. Step in time, but nothing rhymes, a history question. And it's inevitable, pip pip, a business question. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. From the categories, I'm glad I'm not in round two. And I wish I was. Pretty my favorite categories, I wish I was there. Alan's wagers are locked in. And Donald's wagers are locked in. So we're going to jump in with seeds that didn't bloom on boozy bracketology, a literature question. Alan, what did you wager here? Uh, 300. And what about you, Donald? 200. Okay. In seeds that didn't bloom on boozy bracketology, our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, shout out to them. A literature question, which author born in Iowa City in 1972 was the first to win three successive Hugo Awards with all three of the Broken Earth trilogy winning in 2015, 2016, and 2017? Additionally, The Stone Sky won a Nebula Award in 2017, and the novelette Emergency Skin won a Hugo in 2019, as, as well as the author winning a Hugo in 2022 for the Green Lantern miniseries, Far Sector. The author received the 2020 MacArthur Fellows Program Genius Grant. I'm locked in. Alan's locked in. Donald, you have 30 seconds. Uh, I, I, I know absolutely nothing about modern-day authors. Uh, I'm going to go Sparks. Let's go for a last name, Sparks. Donald locks in with the last name Sparks. Alan, what did you lock in here with? Uh, I said uh, N.K. Jemison. Alan locks in with N.K. Jemison. Donald, what did you wager on Alan's knowledge? 100. And Alan, what did you wager on Donald? 200. Okay, well, if you listened to the Boozy Bracketology podcast where we broke down the best fantasy and sci-fi author, you would know that N.K. Jemison lives in Iowa, Brian Nash's home state. Uh, N.K. Jemison is our correct answer, which means Alan jumps out to a quick lead, picking up a total of 500 points while Donald loses 300. It is 1,700 to 900. As we head to our second question, step in time but nothing rhymes, our history question. Donald, what did you wager here? 300. And Alan, what did you wager? Uh, 200. In the category of step in time, but nothing rhymes a history question, what United States military decoration succeeded the badge of military merit and is the oldest military award still given to U.S. military members? Troy and Keith, how do you feel about the first two questions? 
first one I would have had. This one I feel pretty good about. Tossing between two. Um, yeah, I locked in in the in the chat that is no longer used with the first one. And this one, I'm I'm like eighty percent sure I know it, but I'm pretty sure I know somebody will know this one. Seeing the marine banner hanging in the background there, but we shall see. Um, I'll go ahead and lock in. Alan locks in. That gives Donald thirty seconds to come up with an answer. I don't know too many different badges. Um, oh, uh, guess the Medal of Honor. Donald guesses the Medal of Honor. Alan, what did you lock in with here? I said Purple Heart. Alan guesses the Purple Heart. Uh, Donald, what did you wager on Alan's knowledge here? Three hundred. Donald bets 300 while Alan bets 300. Okay. Uh, Troy and Keith, you said you guys were fairly confident. What did you uh, think this answer was? I was thinking this was a purple heart as well, being that George Washington is on the medal itself. Um, I believe it was awarded uh, back when he was general. And um, so I, that would have been my guess. Purple heart was my, uh, my gut hunch as well. On the back side is engraved for military merit. The answer we are looking for is the Purple Heart. Alan has Donald on the ropes, but it's still anyone's game. Alan has 2,200 because he picked up 500 points there. Well, Donald lost a big 600 points and has just 300 points remaining. Alan, what did you wager on your knowledge for It's Inevitable, Pip-Pip? Uh, uh, 100, all I got left. And Donald, what did you wager here? Same, all I got left is 100. In the category of It's Inevitable, Pip-Pip. In the category of It's Inevitable, Pip-Pip. Introduced in 1986, what advertising icon for Domino's Pizza epitomized multi-platform advertising with video games and a planned but scrapped television show? Lock in. in. Uh, I think I heard Donald lock in first, so Alan, go ahead and talk it out. Uh, I mean, 1986, Domino's Pizza, all of that stuff. They basically were trying to tell you to avoid the Noid. Alan locks in with the Noid. Donald, you locked in real quick. What did you say? Yes, this is the Noid. I've (laughs) played the NES game. Uh, Both players lock in with the Noid. And uh, Alan, what did you wager on Donald's knowledge here? Um, only thing left to wager was 100. And what about for you, Donald? I wagered 200, all the thing left. So both players did pick up on this one. This is the Noid, uh, which means, Alan, you pushed on that final question. Your 100 points come right back to you. Donald, unfortunately, you are going to lose 100 points on wagering here, uh, which means Alan has 2,200 Donald has 200. We're at least going to hear the remaining, uh, the, the next three categories, which are three men and a baby, but not that one, which is a TV question. Short and sweet, which is a religion and mythology question. And thanks, King, which is a sports question. Keith, how do you feel about these categories? Any, any particular strengths, do you think? Uh, I think, I, if I'm correct, I think this is the first television question, which I feel confident on, although I'm trying to figure out what the category could mean. And what about you, Troy? How do you like these ones? 
Uh, I like all three of them, actually. Any particular strengths for you? Uh, the sports question are always a strength for me. Alan has his wagers locked in. Donald has his wagers locked in. Alan, what did you wager on three men and a baby, but not that one? Our TV question. Uh, 300. 300 points for Alan. Donald, what did you wager on your knowledge here? 300. Both players are wagering 300. Our question for three men and a baby, but not that one. Our TV question. In the original concept of the show Full House, the three men of the house were originally supposed to have what career in common? Only one of them would stay with that profession when the show came to fruition. I'm going to lock in. Donald is locked in. Alan, go ahead. You have 30 seconds. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's one of them wrote jingles. One of them was like a TV anchorman. And the other one, I guess, was a musician, sort of. Uh, which one of those do I want to lock in with? Um, I will lock in with musician. Alan locks in with musician. Donald, what did you lock in with? I'm pretty sure they were all supposed to be comedians. Donald locks in with comedians. Donald, what did you wager on Alan's knowledge here? 100. And what about you, Alan? What did you wait? What bet on Donald? 100. So, uh, Danny was a TV show host, like a morning show host. Jesse was a musician. Joey was a comedian. Uh, all three of them were supposed to be stand-up comedians. Ah, good job. Donald is getting the correct answer here, and he is staying alive, picking up 400 points while Alan loses 400. We have a little bit of a closer game as Alan now leads 1,800 to Donald's 600. Donald, what did you wager on short and sweet, our religion and mythology question? 200. And what about you, Alan? 100. The shortest verse in the... Oh, sorry. In the category of short and sweet, a religion and mythology question, the shortest verse in the King James Version of the Bible, Jesus wept, described his reaction to seeing the tomb of what brother of Mary and Martha? Locked in. Donald locks in right away. Alan, go ahead. You got 30 seconds. Oh, boy. Um, I will tell you at Bar Trivia, I when the Bible questions come up, I say this isn't my area because I am a self-categorized heathen <laughs> jesus wept the only thing i could think of i mean i need I'm an answer gonna, uh lazarus alan locks in with lazarus donald what did you lock in with and anytime you're talking about resurrection you're almost gonna always mention the man who jesus resurrected lazarus both players lock in Lazarus. Donald, what did you wager on Alan's ability here? 300. 300 points on Alan. Alan, what did you wager on Donald? 200. Alan, if you listen to episode five, the episode with uh, Scott Brill, uh, on two consecutive questions, he was down to the final second and threw out a correct answer. Uh, Nick Offerman and right. I don't remember what the other one was uh i believe alan you just pulled a scott here uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Because the correct answer is Lazarus. Oh, wow. I believe you just pulled a Lazarus rising from the dead. Can I just oh. complain about spoilers? I mean, episode five came out today. I, I'm only halfway through it. I, I apologize. To be fair, the Nick Offerman one Listen. is the title, title of that episode. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a great yeah. line. <laughs> be, be, because Scott really did pull Nick Offerman out of his ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that image, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So heading into the final question of section two, uh, Alan and Donald are both losing 100 points on that one due to wagering. Alan has 1,700. Donald has, Donald has 500. Alan, what did you wager on? Thanks, King, our sports question. Uh, 200. That's all I had left. And Donald, what did you wager here? All I have left is 100. In the category of thanks, King, a sports question, what athlete born in 1887 in what today is Oklahoma was the first Native American to win a gold medal for the USA at the Olympics? He was stripped of his medals and died before they were restored to him in 1983 and, according to accounts, was once called the greatest athlete in the world. I'm locked in. Alan's locked in. Donald, you have 30 seconds. Oh. Um, yeah, I... As little as I know about American sports, I know almost I know less about Olympics. Uh, especially Native American stuff. Um, just gonna throw out Geronimo. Donald throws out Geronimo. Alan, what did you lock in with here? Uh, Jim Thorpe. Alan locks in with Jim Thorpe, and Alan, what did you wager on Donald's ability here? Uh, three hundred. And Donald. What did you bet on Alan? I had 200 left. Okay. Troy and Keith, did you know this one? Yes. Yeah, sports is not normally my bag, but being in Pennsylvania, we have a town named Jim Thorpe, so it's pretty common knowledge. Pride of Carlisle, Pennsylvania, I think he was. Carlisle Indian School, yeah. Uh, so Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, originally. So this answer is Jim Thorpe. The category Thanks King is a reference to, uh, according to legend, Gustav V was giving him a medal and he called him the greatest athlete in the world. And he just responded with a simple Thanks King. (laughs) That brings us to the end of section two. And Alan has 2,200 points because he picked up 500 there. Missing Jim Thorpe cost Donald uh, 300 points but he is still alive with 200 points let's see how he fares in the next three categories we have lick it stick it prick it which is a history question the offspring of fate which is a tv question and the joke that kills over and over a food and drink question donald's wagers are in alan's wagers are in Donald, what did you wager on Lick It, Stick It, Prick It, our history question? 100. 100 points for Donald. Alan, what did you wager here? 200. 200 points for for Alan. Issued on May 1st, 1840, the Penny Black is the first known postage stamp in history and features the profile of what figure? I'm locked in. Alan is locked in. Donald, go ahead and talk it out. You got 30 seconds. Uh, hmm. I'm going to 
looking at the so it's Penny Black, I'm going to guess Lincoln. Donald locks in with Lincoln. Alan, what did you lock in with? Queen Victoria. Alan locks in with Queen Victoria. Alan, what did you wager on Donald's knowledge here? 300. 300 points against Donald. Donald, what did you wager on Alan? 100. Okay, so the Penny Black issued in 1840 features the profile of Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria is a correct answer. And that means that with a score of 2,700, Donald, you are now out of points. Alan is our winner tonight with a score of 2,700 to zero. Congratulations, Alan. Nice job, Alan. Well done. Good job. Yeah, the, the Penny Black was a learned league question like three days ago. Yeah, yeah but it was a different, different. It just organization asked what it was. was asking for the Penny Black, but yeah, well, 1840. Don't, don't, don't think that after I saw the question and turned and completed and submitted the next day, I was like, well, let me see what that actually thing looks like. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, 1840 time slot hit perfectly for Queen Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a little early for uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, yeah. Since he was president from 61 to 65. Yes, yeah. four. Something Five. like that. 65. April of 65, he was assassinated. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our game. And that means that, Alan, you are our best frenemy for this week. Alan, before we go, we want to give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug. So go ahead. You, the time is yours. I will just say, as the owner of many, many rescue animals, I will say adopt, don't shop. They are awesome. Rescue pets are great. We appreciate those words. Donald, our runner-up, you get a chance to plug things. As as of this recording, we're still in June, and as I am a part of the LBGTA plus community, don't hate, just accept. Better words have never been spoken. We appreciate that, Donald. Troy, the floor is yours. I want to echo what Donald said, being the father of uh, two transgender uh, children. Don't hate. Love. And I also want to give a quick plug out to, um, to Liquid Courage again, because those guys really carried trivia through the pandemic and just can't say enough for what Jay did and and that whole crew over there. They really made the pandemic, you know, much more enjoyable. So I want to plug them and give a, a big shout out to Jay. I don't think it would be an episode of Frenemy Trivia if somebody didn't plug Liquid Courage. <laughs> uh, we, we love Jay over here. And finally, Keith, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, it's great to see some faces and, and meet some people that... Uh... I've played against in Jay's uh, WTF, uh, hardest working woman in trivia. Uh, I guess my plug would be uh, blood donation. Uh, I haven't been in quite a while, but I like to give platelets. It's a little bit of a longer commitment, probably hour, half, two and a half hours, depending on how good your body is. But even just a simple red blood cells, uh, blood banks are always looking for it. You can probably get in and out in less than 30 minutes for a simple donation. And me, I just love going and catching up on some movies or TV shows, uh, just trying to keep my arm still for upwards of two hours. But uh, blood banks can always use your help. So, A lot of great words spoken here on the show. A lot of uplifting words, which we like here at Frenemy Trivia. 
That'll do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find our sister shows, The Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on your favorite podcast app. Join our Discord, ptebb.com slash Discord, or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ptebb. If you can't swing it, we completely understand. Times are tough, but you can still support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. For Frenemy Trivia, I've been Tim. I've been Donald. I've been Keith. I've been Troy. And I'm still Alan. And we'll see you next week. Bye.